1: This is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. And welcome back to the CQ Budget Podcast. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker, and we've got a big week coming up in this debt limit standoff, the effort to raise the debt limit that both parties are digging in on. But this coming Tuesday President Biden will host the top four congressional leaders at the White House for a talk on this. Everybody is really anxious to see what, if anything, comes of that meeting, where this is heading as we fast approach this likely June 1 deadline to lift the debt limit to avoid economic calamity. A lot to talk about here and also what it means for appropriations going forward, because appropriations are sort of Frozen now until this debt limit deal can come together. So, joining me for all that is Peter Cohn, the deputy news editor at CQ Roll Call. Thanks for being here, Pete. Great to be here, David. And Aiden Quigley, the appropriations reporter at CQ Roll Call. Thanks for being here, Aiden. Thanks for having me. So, Tuesday is the big day for the White House meeting. We have no idea whether whether this is productive or not. But it's really the first time that all of these big leaders with the president are sitting together in a room to even talk about this. Really, I guess, since February, when Biden sat down with, with Speaker Kevin McCarthy, since then, by all accounts, there's really been no, no meetings on it. Pete, should we expect to see a breakthrough Tuesday, or is it just going to be the first of many?
2: Well, I I think they've been pretty clear from the beginning, at least on the Republican side, that the only two people who can resolve this are uh, President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy. So the fact that these other three have also been invited or are going to the meeting, the uh, Democratic leaders on on both sides, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries and and Mitch McConnell. I mean, Mitch McConnell has been very clear, too, that, you know, he he and Schumer would just be props at this meeting. And, uh, you know, so basically you're going to have three Democrats, two Republicans. The Dems are going to gang up on the Republicans and say, you should do what we want. And, the Repo- and uh, Mitch McConnell's going to look at them and say, what are we even doing here? You should, well, you know, Mr. President, you should be just talking to, to Kevin McCarthy over here and then come back to us and see what you two figure out. So, um, you know, I think the president had to do something because we got this new deadline from Treasury, uh, although there's a little wiggle room there. Uh, you know, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, says they could have several more weeks. On, on top of that, we just don't know. Mark Zandi from Moody's yesterday came out and said they got to go up, you know an extra week after June first. So uh, you know, we're not entirely sure what the deadline is. But the president clearly felt like he had to do something. He had to demonstrate some sort of of of, of forward momentum to to do something, right. Yeah. Uh, was he wouldn't have called everybody he wouldn't have called Kevin McCarthy in Jerusalem uh and everybody else to try to bring him down for this meeting next week so but you know there's there's still there's only two people that can figure this out, and that's the president and the speaker so this is going to be kind of a seems like a photo op to me
1: A photo op does not sound promising for this <laughs> we've only got a few more weeks before this uh, alleged deadline kicks in. I suppose they could always do it, you know, really fast at the last minute, which is probably the most likely outcome. But it does get a little a little dicey here, uh, you know. We, the Senate Budget Committee, did have a hearing on this yesterday on on Thursday, I should say, really the first hearing on this Republican House bill to raise the debt limit that was coupled with all of these spending cuts to discretionary spending and all these conservative policies that Republicans want to impose tougher work requirements on some on some welfare benefits and claw back COVID money and cancel Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. All of this huge package that that the House passed in a squeaker by two votes um, got a bashing, of course, as you'd expect from Democrats at this hearing. And Repub- Senate Republicans rallied around it and defended it, so there was no sign there of any of any road to compromise pretty clear Republicans aren't going to walk away empty handed and just do a clean debt limit increase. And, and, you know, there's no way that gets through the House. It does seem as though Democrats have to give up something to get a deal. It won't be the House bill, but they have to give up something. I mean, I have to think they know that much, right?
0: It does seem that there will have to be some kind of deal to be able to get a bill that can pass the House uh a deal between democrats and republicans but the white house democrats are still saying they're not going to negotiate uh on the debt limit but i do think at the end of the day you will have to they will have to come together and hash something out uh in order to avoid default at the last minute i think that's the most likely uh most likely course of action but again i think it will be at the very very last second so both sides can say they fought as hard as they could uh Kind of like, you know, what we see in the appropriations negotiations every year, where that really comes down to the wire of, uh, you know, yeah. Christmas this past year.
1: I was a little intrigued, Pete, that, you know, I heard a few Democrats start start trying to muddy the distinction between, you know, Biden is saying he's willing to discuss spending cuts, but on a separate track from the debt limit, that you can't hold the debt limit hostage and you do, you are hearing a few democrats suggest well maybe there's no real distinction there between doing it together or doing them separately you know you're going to need you're going to need new appropriations by september 30 anyway you know effectively you have to do these at roughly the same time does that hold water i mean it- the problem there, of course, is that Republicans may still insist they want to see spending cuts in this bill, in this debt limit bill, and and, and that just a promise to do it soon isn't going to cut it.
2: Well, there was really never any distinction, if you think about it. Kevin McCarthy got elected speaker on, on the 15th ballot on a promise that he was going to include caps on discretionary spending on appropriations uh, at lower levels than they are today uh, as part of this whole negotiation. So and the house just passed a bill that would do that, um, and nobody thought he could. You know, I saw uh, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, Republican, on TV the other day. He said, I didn't think he could pull it off." Yeah. So nobody did. You know, everyone was betting that he was going to fail. So here we are. And of and- course, he
1: almost did. If there were, I think there were two Democratic absences that day. Who, if if they had showed up that bill would not have passed. So he yeah, there was, he have there been was, lucky, but I mean, he did But there pass. was
2: one, there was one Republican who was out True, too, who right. put out a statement saying he would have voted for it if he was, right. if he'd been there, he'd been out, he was out for medical reasons. So he, he had, they had the votes. It would have passed no matter what, even if both Democrats had been there. But be that as it may, uh, I'm, here we are. There was never any distinction. You know, I mean, for, since, tw- since 2011, there was this whole thing, we're not going to negotiate anymore. So, you know, that lasted for maybe four, five years. But if you look throughout history, that's never really held water. I mean, the debt ceiling is is a piece of legislation. It is a must-pass piece of legislation, just like uh, appropriations are. Just anything else that, that Congress has to do, it's always going to be a negotiation. You have to get 218 votes in the Senate. Uh, sorry, loss. And you got to get, you know, in, in this day and age, you got to get 60 in the Senate. And the president's got to sign it, so it's oh, you know this. I will not negotiate. How do you not negotiate with the duly elected majority of one chamber of Congress? Now, so uh, you know the onus is on you know the one chamber that is um, pushing a position that you don't like can sometimes overreach. You know that's that's been the case in the past where they've overreached and uh, they've gotten nothing out of it, but this time. I don't know that it's, you know, if you look at what's in the House bill, I mean, sure, there's a lot of stuff in there that isn't going to, that doesn't, can't get 60 votes in the Senate, but there's some things in there that are certainly reasonable grounds for negotiation. Uh, absolutely. I mean, spending caps for appropriations is needed. Any You have to have that anyway, or you can't have a functioning appropriations process. So they were always going to have to work out what the, the, the cap was going to be. For fiscal 2024, and it, in the past in in the past decade, they've done multi year deals on spending caps for yeah. a couple of years. Even Ten years was the deal in 2011.
1: Although that is, I think, an important distinction, Pete, which is that which is that when you talk about doing these things at the same time, the the fiscal 2024 appropriations they do need a cap for the coming fiscal year, but this House GOP bill on the debt limit. Was trying to lock in a decade worth of spending caps. You don't necessarily have to agree right now to a decade worth of new spending caps.
2: Well, nobody said the Senate and the White House have to agree to every every letter and line in the House bill. We've always known from the beginning that that was never that was never going to happen. Okay. So the House passed 10-year caps. McCarthy from the beginning of the year has said I'd be fine with two years of caps, right? Or maybe they just end up at one. It doesn't matter. The important thing is. To reach some sort of an agree- accommodation on discretionary spending, the discretionary spending top line for fiscal 2024, maybe they get 25 as an added bonus, maybe 2026, who knows? But the important thing is, right now, you've got an appropriations process that needs to, to you know, to start moving, right? So there was always that was always going to be part of these discussions, whether it happens now, whether it happens in July or whether it happens in September or October. And maybe you need some short-term patches along the way to buy more time to figure that out. But that was always going to be in the mix. And then you've got a few other things in that house bill too. You've got ending the student loan program, which the Supreme court may get rid of anyway in June. So that's kind of, you know, that's almost neither here nor there. um, at this point, you've got rescinding unspent, uh, appropriations from COVID relief. Now the emergency's over the world health organization, has just, uh, spoken on, uh, that, you know, that there's no longer a COVID emergency. I think you're going to see some, some, there's some room to probably to negotiate there too on some of the permitting stuff. We know where Joe Manchin's been on that. We know where the house is. Um, there's plenty of Republicans who are willing to do that. There's probably a few Democrats too, cause you could speed up some of the renewable energy projects too. So somewhere in some of the energy provisions, somewhere in the spending caps, somewhere in the, um, uh, you
1: know,
2: forget about the the, the tax credits, the the clean energy tax credits. That's not happening, but somewhere in those other things that are in the house bill, you're going to get a little bit of deficit reduction and, you know, they can call it whatever they want. They can maybe do two separate bills, you know, or some sort of, you know, the house passes to, uh, the house passes, passes two different kinds of bills and then they marry them up and they go to the Senate as one package. It doesn't matter. There's some, a combination here that's going to be made where everybody can say they got a little something that they wanted, but not everything that they wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. And another piece here is how long the debt limit will be raised for. Um, House Democrats were, were upset about a lot of things in the Republican bill, but in particular that there'd be 10 years of spending caps in exchange for only less than a year of, you know, the debt limit being, being increased. And this is not a battle that Democrats want to fight over and over and over again uh over the next uh
1: few years yeah and and would they want to do a debt limit that gets them past the next election as opposed to the, you know the house bill was going to expire by next march no later than next march uh which means they have to next year in the during the election year do it again <laughs> well, <laughs> which does well, seem we unpalatable
2: we we already we already know that the democrats want to extend it to the end of 2024 because that's right. the bill that chuck schumer introduced this week, and obviously the president would like that because that would take it off the table until after his reelection. Mm-hmm. So and
0: we, yeah, H- House Democrats think that they are going to win back the House. It's a very slim GOP majority right now. So, if Democrats had both the House and Senate, and if Biden gets reelected, then you know Democrats are back in the you know position of power on uh, the dead limit. Yeah.
2: So maybe right. So maybe that's that's something you know an area for compromise on what is the number what is the date of the when the suspension ends there's all kinds of, of of ways to dial these levers to get the requisite number of votes in both chambers and again they can call whatever they want they can say that you know the president can say he never negotiated on the debt limit because you know because the the spending negotiation was on a so-called separate track that's fine whatever it is that you need to make yourself feel better about the deal that you're eventually cutting is fine they know they're in a box right now that they have to do something both sides know this you know there's there's maybe a handful of Republicans who think that you don't actually need to raise the debt limit because you could just you know you can just continue to pay the military you can pay bondholders you can do that for a little while and you know there may be a handful of them who who actually think that But the vast, vast majority of Republicans know that you cannot mess around with this for too long, that something has to get done. And if we go over that cliff where, let's say, Social Security checks don't go out on time, I mean, the reaction is going to be so swift and severe, they're going to come back the next day and pass a clean debt limit increase.
1: Yeah, I don't think either side really wants to... Put it to you know, we re- reach that point. I think they're both prepared. You to know, make sure I, I it mean, the deal.
2: Yeah, there, may be, there may be some Democrats who think, hey, that's the lesson the Republicans need to learn is that you know, we need to go over the cliff to teach them this lesson. I think there are some who you know, call them I don't know. I mean, they're they talk about MAGA Republicans all the time, the extreme MAGA Republicans, these you know, terrorists holding the full faith and credit of the US hostage. Right. You know, there so there there there's a strain of thought among the Democrats that say, "You know what? Let's teach those those extreme MAGA Republicans a lesson." You know? I have Let's to think that's, to that's a
1: bluff lie. though. I have to think that's yeah, a bluff.
2: I think I, I don't think President Joe Biden agrees with that line of thinking. Actually, I mean, I think no. he's a he's a guy who at the end of the day is a little more reasonable than that. And I don't
1: think Chuck Schumer thinks that either. I don't think he's prepared to bring it to that point. I mean, uh, well, so it is it is possible to see a path toward a compromise, even though neither side is willing to admit that yet. But if they did a debt limit deal that got them past the election, if they did instead of 10 years worth of spending caps, if they just did two or three years of spending caps, if they clawed back some of the COVID money, I mean, it is it is possible to see a deal coming together. Whether we see it at this White House meeting seems pretty doubtful uh, because they're each going to want to grandstand some more and they know they still have at least a few more weeks. Meanwhile, Aiden, appropriations is sort of put on a deep freeze as this kind of gets worked out, right?
0: Uh, in the Senate, it is on a freeze at the moment. Uh, ranking member Susan Collins said that she did not think that she and Chair Patty Murray would be able to reach a top line. Uh, agreement until the debt limit is sorted out. But the House is moving is moving ahead with their uh, with their bills. Markups are going to start a couple of weeks from now uh, on the House side, Kay Granger, and the Republicans are going to be moving forward with their bills, which will, you know, they will be written to the top line level of fiscal 22, which is a pretty significant cut uh, from, you know, the appropriations that the, the omnibus has passed in December. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know how many bills they can they can they can move as this is this uh, process goes on and if there is a spending cap as part of the deal that limit deal does that change um you know the house's uh, yeah how does that affect the house's process is something that that we'll be keeping an eye on
1: yeah but we should explain why it is that the house can move forward and the Senate can't which is the house just passes partisan bills that they can ram through on a party line vote and so they're just writing Republican crafted bills that meet their strict spending limit that they want to see and they'll they'll blow them through the house this summer those bills have no chance of becoming law of course and they won't have any bipartisan support in the senate to move forward they need a bipartisan agreement on on overall spending limits that they don't have right now and the top 2 senate appropriators have been working to try to come up with an overall number but it sounds like this debt limit fight is getting in the way of that because it hinges on, on on that package first, right?
0: Yeah, I think the heart of the the issue is that, you know, Senate Republicans would have to be agreeing to a number that is is much higher than the House Republicans are writing to in order to have a deal with the Senate Democrats. And if you, you know, with the potential of a spending cap, which will set this top line number coming out of the debt limit uh, – which will have to happen this month, you know, they won't be delayed too dramatically if they wait. I think it just makes more sense for the Republicans to wait and see how it shakes out uh, before really sitting down at the table with the, with the Democrats and, and uh, making an agreement on, on top-line numbers.
1: So any guess from either of you when we would see Senate appropriations
2: bills? Yeah, well, David, I want to go back to something you said a minute ago, which is the House is just going to be able to ram all their, their appropriations bills through this summer. I don't think that's true you look at the numbers that we're going to see out of the out of the House Appropriations Committee i think they're starting out with the bills that have the, the by far the best chance of passing the defense bill these are bills that aren't going to get cut defense veterans homeland security you know a big chunk of the energy and water bill because that's got defense related functions nuclear the nuclear complex um, so you know they may be able to get a few of those bills but then what just wait and see what happens with some of the rest which are getting cut back to fiscal you 2018-19 know, levels.
1: Yeah, that's okay? a good point. It's a good point yeah. because so, they do have a very tight margin here. So there's not a lot of wiggle room and you're
2: right. Right. Now, e- both sides, the only leverage they have is what they can pass out of their respective chambers. That's it. Now, right now, Chuck Schumer doesn't have any leverage because he can't pass what he wants right. in the Senate. The House has leverage because they passed this debt limit bill which has X, Y, and Z things in it, including these tough spending caps. But what they haven't done is actually write the, the individual appropriations bills to meet those really austere spending levels. That is what that is the next step in this process. And if the House can't pass some of those bills, then they then you know that those that that top line level the House is talking about, you know that that is dead in the water. All right, and so you know does the senate wait until after the debt limit deal is is cut probably right but then the house may also ha- you know be able to hold some of those other bills the less popular bills because they're going to be so austere that they're not going to have the votes for them the house may put some of those bills on ice too if we get this deal that happens sometime in the next few, in the next few weeks so it's possible the house kind of puts their process on pause and has to go back and to, and rewrite some of those bills, though we're getting these dramatic cuts. Well, so, that's
1: interesting. I hadn't thought of that scenario.
2: It's a scenario. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's the most likely scenario. Right. But I, you know, I you talk to some of the you talk to some Republicans on the on the Appropriations Committee, and they'll tell you they don't even think they can pass all the, all those bills through their committee, let alone pass them out of the House. Yeah. You know, and as our friend Aiden just reported the other day. I mean, not only are they talking about protecting defense and veterans and border security, but there's a, a big chunk of Republicans that don't want any cuts to the space program. So you start adding these up here here and there. There's a lot of programs that, you know, NIH, there's a long history of, of broad bipartisan support for the National Institutes of Health. That's just another example. So I'm just saying that you could really see a scenario where the House has to just kind of put their process on pause because they know these bills aren't passing at the, at the numbers that are being forced on them, you know, and then where do we go from there? Yeah.
0: So Pete P made a good point there about uh, the, you know, house appropriators and how difficult their challenge is going to be to write to the fiscal 2022 level when there are a lot of popular programs that both Repo- you know Republicans and Democrats both support uh, on a bipartisan basis. Most of the time uh, I, I will say that it, it to me, it does seem likely that they will be able to muscle their bills through the committee. At least Uh, it will be, there might be some tough votes for some of the more moderate uh, committee members. But I think, you know, taking a stand against one of your own party's bills in the appropriations committee is a pretty, uh, pretty drastic uh, measure. Uh, You know, and and a lot of these appropriators, you know, are are team players, uh, you know, for their respective parties. But, when we get to the floor, it definitely will be uh, a challenge to for Republicans to to hold all their, uh, you know, hold their entire party together and pass these partisan bills, which will not receive any Democrat support at the physical uh, 22 level, if, if that's, you know, that is what we will see. So it'll be a pretty serious cut.
1: I guess the flip side more optimistically would be if we get a debt limit deal this month, then that gives them effectively a spending limit to work to in appropriations starting in June so that maybe both sides could get going and starting in June.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think if there was a spending cap set at this point of the process, it, they, they, of course, it will always come down to the last minute, but that would be a, for the appropriations process, that would be something that could really kind of jumpstart. start. Uh, you know, take one of the biggest questions, which is what is the top line spending level off the off the table? Able we'll to answer that? Would we'll, would we'll answer that question?
1: Okay. So, a lot to look forward to this coming week uh, with the big White House meeting. We will see what, if anything, that yields. But that's all the time we have for today. If you like what you hear here, you can sign up for the CQ Budget newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every morning that Congress is in session. You can sign up for that at CQ.com. You can find all of our coverage on the debt limit and appropriations at CQ.com or RollCall.com. My thanks again to Peter Cohn and Aidan Quigley for joining me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. We'll see you next time.